What up, Misfits? Welcome to the Misfit Heroes Podcast. My name is Chris, and together we are going on a journey. Now, it's Independence Day, Misfits, a day where Americans celebrate the birth of our country and what it takes to make freedom and the American dream so precious. It's a day when we recognize the amazing achievements of our country, the selflessness that it takes from some citizens to lay down their lives so that others may live freely, and the community standards that make us the United States of America. Our veterans are the batter that holds this birthday cake together. And yet, in recent years, there's been an increase in veteran suicide by nearly 400% since September 11, 2001, according to the Cost of War study done by Brown University. This study found that the mental, physical, and emotional traumas that our veterans and service members have experienced during times of war over the last 20 years has increased suicide rates to an average of 22 service members every single day committing suicide. Here's a stat. The United States Armed Forces enlist over 1.4 million active duty service members yearly. Chances are you can throw a rock and hit someone who has served, although I would advise against that. You know what? Scratch that idea. Don't throw rocks. They won't like that. 1.4 million active duty. That's the third highest enlistment in the world. That's more than the top five employers in the United States combined. Well, not counting Walmart. But I guess that just goes to show you, if you want to buy an army, you could probably do it at Walmart. That number of 22 veteran suicides a day is too high. Mission 22 is an organization that exists to bring that number down. They promote activities, events, and social groups that are designed to get the veteran community readjusted to civilian life post-military. And my guest tonight has an idea to help with that. Rick Bateman is the owner of Outer Banks Mixed Martial Arts, a local martial arts gym that focuses on teaching jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, self-defense, and other combat sports in a way that revolves around creating a community of like-minded enthusiasts. In July, he's going to be traveling to every state in the continental U.S. doing exhibitions and training events to raise awareness and donations for the Mission 22 program. We discuss his passion for veterans and their families, the impact that jiu-jitsu has made on his life, officer-involved shootings and how hand-to-hand combat training could decrease them, and how the surprising relationship that violence has with those invested in the martial arts actually makes people calmer and more inviting. All right, Misfits, happy Independence Day and happy birthday, America. Let's do this. Please welcome Rick Bateman. Playing the Misfit Heroes podcast. Rick Bateman, welcome to the Misfit Heroes Podcast. How are you Thank doing tonight, man? I am good. Thank you for having me. Good, good, good. Go ahead and pull this guy real, real quick. Talking to the mic, man. Talking to the mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I talk quieter. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It's fun. Yeah, I'm man. excited you guys are here. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you, man. I, I think I think you got some great stuff going on. And I'm honestly, I think I'm going to learn a little bit tonight. <laughs> no joke. No joke. So um, before we get into that, I mean, let's introduce people to you real quick. So who is Rick Bateman, man? <laughs> I mean, I'm just another person walking the earth. <laughs> That's it, man. You know, just, just trying to, you know, improve every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where, where are you from? I mean. So like I, I was actually, uh, I am from here. Oh. Uh, we moved around a lot because uh, my my parents weren't the greatest people. Okay. So so we moved around a lot, but like every time we'd get in trouble or something, we'd come back here. So like I guess you could say my roots are, are here. I went to Manuel Middle, 
many elementary, many high school. Awesome, so, so you're so you're local as it gets. Do you have the little bumper much. sticker on your back? No, I don't. <laughs> I have the memories and everything else. I don't need the sticker. That's all that matters, right? Right. <laughs> I, I don't need it. Sweet man. Well, you are the owner of OBX Martial Arts or Outer Banks Mixed Martial Arts. I am. I am. Tell me about that. How long have you been doing that? So, um, uh, we've had this location for coming up on six years now. Uh, we've been training for about seven or eight. We were renting spaces here and there, and you know. We got to the point where, hey, we're just going to open our own thing, you know. But I've been in jujitsu for a little under nine years now. Wrestled for Manual High School, you know, set some, set yeah. some records over there. So I thought I was going to go really far with that and join the military. And they said no. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, didn't get a really chance to to touch into the all-army team as much as I wanted. Yeah. Uh, end up getting deployed instead. Wow. So where would you get deployed to? Oh, uh, Afghanistan. Oh, fun. Yeah. So spent some time over there, you yeah. know, uh, learned some valuable life lessons of life's not that bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not that bad, uh, you know. So that was fun. You know, I say it's fun because I made it back. You know, everyone else has, has different opinions on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I took away from, you know, that as a... As a, as a blessing yeah. to learn those life lessons at a very young age. Sure. So when I came back here, I knew like what I was getting into when I came back here, the environment and the community. And I just wanted to do something more than just kind of being another bystander. So I, I opened the club and now it's an academy. Awesome, man. Awesome. You said you're in the army. Was that was that pre nine eleven post nine eleven? Uh post post nine eleven. Yeah. You wanted to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so it's actually really funny. Um, so growing up, uh, my stepdad was a military man, and you know he's a retired cop now. We went out to the range one day, and I I was a young kid, thought I was cool. You know, I was like, I can shoot a gun. That's no worries, right? <laughs> yeah. So I made this bet with one of his buddies because I was I was like two years out. I was like I was a junior at the time. Didn't really have any aspirations to go to college whatsoever. Like none. Uh, it does not appeal to me to this day to go spend four years and thousands of dollars for nothing. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. my opinion, but yeah. uh, it doesn't matter. But wait, you can take out a loan to do that now. You know? Yeah, no, nah, I'm cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That sounds so bad. <laughs> but we got into this debate of who was the better shooter and, you know, being a young, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid, got you, bro. Yeah. Got you. I lost 100%. Like, it wasn't even close. So I was like, cool, I'll go to MEPS and I'll take the ASVAB and we'll kind of just go from there. Yeah. And I met some really cool dudes while I was at, you know, Raleigh MEPS. And I was like, dude, I'll do this. I talked to a bunch of SF guys that were, you know, former friends of my dad's. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So I just went. Nice, dude. So where, where did you end up going into? I mean, you went into the Army. What? Well, after Benning, I ended up going to the 101st, you know, so I believe even to this day, it's the second largest battalion. Cool guys there, crazy guys there, insane guys there. Um, got deployed with those guys early 2010, and it's been about 17 months in Afghanistan, give or take, and then had some fun experiences, Yeah, took some very bad ones as well. Yeah. Uh, got shot, got blown up. Oh, wow. Uh, spent a lot of time in Longstuhl Hospital in Germany. Wow. Met some amazing people in Germany, by the way. If you've never been, go. Yeah. Like, don't even hesitate. Just go. You know, it's, <laughs> like right it's, now? Like right now. Just go. <laughs> it's a great place. I loved it. Came back here. I wasn't healing as fast as they wanted me to and couldn't do anything about it. So I got a pretty little medical discharge and came back here. 
Wow. So, I mean, what did you do in the Army? Though? So, uh, there's a, you can put it the different ways, uh, the, the technical terms and the infantry <laughs> is, man. Is this something we're not allowed to talk about? Like, no, no, no. So <laughs> the te- confirm or deny? Yeah. <laughs> no, so the technical term is infantry man. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the real term is grunt. Yeah. You know, so all I did was kick down doors and walk around. Oh, man. You know? I bet you got some stories, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, some some interesting ones, some crazy ones, and some ones you're like, no, that didn't happen. No, it did. That's why I have it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so did you say you got hit? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my the the biggest thing for me, you know, like I took a straight round or two. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Stuff happens. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. But I was in a truck, and as we were uh, pulling security for EOD, uh, we were helping a guy who got blown up and broke his butt. <laughs> he did. It happened. Huh? It's a great story to tell when you get home. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're we're getting them squared away, and then I had a sergeant who was like too hoorah for himself. Okay. And wanted to be, you know, in it and in it. And, yeah. He's a big, he, yeah. big time. Yeah. Right. But did nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One of those guys. Well, he decided to take lead, and when he did, he got our truck blown up. Like one hundred percent his fault. You know, got his truck blown up. Fifty gal hit me in my face, and I broke my leg in the turret. And when I came down, shattered pretty much every ligament in my left leg. Wow! So that was it. You know, I I did a little bit of recovery in Bagram, and Bagram was cool, crazy place, best experience ever. Though just seeing the the trauma coming into that that room just it really tells you life's not that bad because you yeah. woke up. Yeah. You know, then went to Germany, came here, and. You know, I got out like about a year and a half after that. Wow. Yeah, I hear I hear that a lot that people see a completely different lifestyle. Over yeah. There. Like, I mean, it's really not that bad. Like, we're over here like, oh, the the, yeah, the right? minimum hourly wage. Yeah. Like, who cool, cares? bro. I was getting paid like six dollars an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> while people were shooting at me. Who yeah. cares, right? That's you know, a- like I got my purple heart right next to a guy who lost his leg, and that dude was more excited to meet me than yeah. I was to see him alive, yeah. you know, because he like, he came to the same realization as I did. Like, dude, we're still here. Yeah. Bro, it's great. <laughs> Who cares if we can't go back? Right. We're still here. You know, right. I'm like, yeah, cool. Cause like, you know, me like being 19 years old, I was like, man, we need to go back. Like, why am I still here? Like, yeah. Cause you can't walk. You know, <laughs> that's why you can't go back. You know? Yeah. And this guy sitting next to me while we're getting pinned with our purple hearts with like no leg, just you know, having the time of his life. And I'm just like, dude, I would love to be your friend. Because when you get out of here, I'm sure you're going to be crazy. Yeah. Because you know? like, he was so excited. He didn't even care. You know, yeah. he was like, man, he's going to no leg or, or whatever may have happened to him else. He was going to live the best life that he could because he realized that life's not that bad. Right. You know? Right. So I actually still talk to him. His name's Ryan. Awesome. I still talk to him. Shout today. out to Ryan. What's up, yeah. Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. So it, it definitely teaches you life lessons for sure. And uh, I think they, they helped mold me into what the academy is today. So yeah. that's cool. Cool, man. So how'd you get into jujitsu? I mean, did you always have a... I actually had no idea what jujitsu was until like 2011. Okay. And I was watching some videos in the hospital and I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, obviously I couldn't do any of it, (laughs) you know, because I was still walking around with a gigantic cast on my leg. Yeah. But I was like, man, that's cool. And then, so when when I got out of the military and I got back home, I was getting settled in. One of my best friends, who's like a brother to me, he actually owns Sandbar Gas Services, Mr. Shane Brin. He was getting ready for a fight. 
and they were like, hey, man, come in and like help us roll. I was like, dude, I can't roll. I got a huge cast on my leg, <laughs> you know? But I went in and I watched them and I was like, man, this is amazing. And like they were training in this little hole in the wall. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is like gritty, just, you know, they were just getting rounds in. And I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. You know, I just never stopped going. Yeah. You know, so when his fight was over, you know, he went a different way with his, you know, career. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go this way. You know, and he kind of introduced me to a whole new can of worms and I've not stopped since yeah. then. I, you know, I've taught seven days a week for the last six years. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, once you find your, your purpose, you yeah. know what I mean? I, it's, it's so impactful. It, yeah. do, it doesn't matter what that purpose is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, Just I, be the best at it. Yeah. I, I, I met, I met somebody the other day that she's like into pickling, like food. Like pickling. I know. It sounds weird, right? It's intense. You would not believe how deep this lady goes into pickling. Oh, like, I bet. Like peppers, everything. Everything. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it all. Yeah. You know? There's no reason to go halfway anymore. Yeah, just yeah, go. Yeah. Just do it. So you guys do Muay Thai. You do you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You do, you do all types of stuff. Honestly, I bet you there's a lot of people listening to this that don't know. I mean, you hear martial arts and you hear all different types of martial arts. Yeah. But like, I think the average person probably is like, do you do karate? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I get those phone calls all the time. <laughs> it's just to the point now I just say yes. Because <laughs> you don't know the difference. Right. Well, I mean, what, you know, the big one that, that I hear talked about most right now is BJJ, Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. What, all, what are all the stuff, whatever, what am I talking about? <laughs> what well, all do you do? So you can interpret that like, that phrase Brazilian jiu-jitsu or just a jiu-jitsu alone, you can kind of like interpret that a couple different ways if you want. Most people interpret it with 90s self-defense, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Like for ladies, like that's pretty much where they go with that. Then you have guys who who associate jiu-jitsu with health and like just cardio based. And then you have, you know, people who associate jiu-jitsu with like another form of living a better life, yeah. you know? So it, I guess like, People come to jujitsu for different reasons, whether they came for actual jujitsu or for the idea. Right. So it, it kind of can be interpreted different ways. For me, jujitsu was another way to stay active because when I got hurt, my wrestling career was over. Yeah. Like 100% couldn't do any style or form of wrestling anymore. Like my knee wouldn't take it. Okay. So I was like, dude, like when my brother introduced me to this, I was like, this is great. Yeah. I just found another way to like stay in shape and to keep me very active into a scene. Cause I liked, I like competition. I like being in that environment. You know, I, I still travel, you know, today I actually just got ranked the 18th middle medium heavyweight in the world. Oh, wow. So like, I, I enjoy it. I like it. So for me, it was more of like, dude, I have a purpose now yeah. other than let's just go sit at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, jujitsu in a whole is just an experience like no other. It's one of those things like if you try it and you enjoy it, great. If you try it and you don't enjoy it, but you embrace it, you'll still get the same benefits. Yeah. You know, it has a lot of purposes to like fit different individual needs. Sure. So now for somebody that's brand new to this type of thing. I'll be honest, I've watched a couple YouTube videos, you maybe read a couple Reddit posts, so I'm pretty much a blue belt. Right there, 100%. And, like, uh, <laughs> can, we're we're going to sign you up on Gracie, Gracie University online right now. There we go. We're going to give it to you. No video required, just send in $20. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, it's it's pretty intense, man. I mean, yeah. you're essentially trying to choke somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a million different ways to choke somebody out. <laughs> yeah, but if in, in all retrospects, like if you if you break down the training, like I, I personally don't like watching YouTube. Not sure that there's no real value to it. It's just more of like why do people put stuff on YouTube? It's a highlight reel. Yeah. Why? Because like it'll probably never happen again. Right. 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 Or like you're you're a YouTuber and like you have to feel content. Yeah. You know? But jujitsu as a whole is basically an art that teaches you how to strangle your friend <laughs> or someone else safely, quietly, with no damage done. Yeah. Right. As long as you like practice the art, like you can keep yourself very safe. But, like, if you watch YouTube, it's like Muay Thai, right? Like, Muay Thai, in my opinion, is, like, the hardest thing to talk about because, like, people go Google Muay Thai and, like, the first thing you see is a guy, like, kicking a pole yeah, to toughen his shins. It's like, no, people don't do that all the time. Right. You know? <laughs> That's crazy, man. It doesn't work like that, yeah. you know? Muay Thai is, like, a very extensive art, you know, that goes deeper even farther back than jujitsu does but it was like for foot soldiers you know when you had to go hand to hand whereas jujitsu is like hey it's like really new like came out in like you know the early 80s 90s and it was all about self-defense you know now it's all about like one yes self-defense is still a huge thing but but now it's more of like a hobby Uh you know like camaraderie right so it's it's really really fun yeah (laughs) yeah you know now, the people that are coming into this, I mean, what skill level? I mean, are you getting are you getting zero to a hundred? I mean Oh man, I get I get guys who do nothing, been <laughs> on the couch all day. I get guys who come in that were like third degree black belts in karate when they were twelve. Right. You know, so it doesn't matter. You're, the greatest thing about jujitsu is you literally need no athletic experience whatsoever. Right. None. You just have to be willing to listen and practice. Yeah. Right? Because jujitsu is an interpretation of different moves and different angles and different, you know, grips of that nature, right? So like I could show you something, right? I'm very flexible. I can bend. I can get smashed a lot. Right. So I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna put a five hundred pound guy on you and I want you to do this within like four minutes. Right. right? And you're gonna be like, no, that's impossible, <laughs> you know. You know, whereas like I'm just used to it. Yeah. Right? But in reality, like you could take that same method, right, and that same foundational move, yeah. and just fit it to you and give your interpretation. Because if you still get out, you still won. Right. You know, like self defense, jujitsu is all an interpretation of like the situation you're in, yeah, and and how you're approaching that situation. Right. You know, there's a lot of stuff that sport jiu-jitsu you shouldn't do in the street there's a big you know miscommunication where jiu-jitsu doesn't work in the street yeah sport jiu-jitsu doesn't because it has a rule set right 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 there's a rule set in self-defense so like you can pretty much interpret those moves differently to fit the situation yeah so you you do competitions i do yes so i mean can you give us a brief overview? Because I'm sure it can get fairly detailed. But I mean, how, how does a jujitsu competition work? I mean, how how do they judge? In my in my mind, I'm thinking tournament style. Like, hey, who, ahead, who, yeah. last man standing. But yeah, there's yeah they do those. Those yeah. are fun. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to host one of those here in the near future. Okay. Uh, we actually just hosted a kid and adult comp in the park at Dowdy Park. It was super fun. I saw that on your Facebook page, man. Yeah. So the first picture I see of you is you getting thrown around by a very large man. 
So, by the way, all right, so if you watch that picture or you look at that picture, that man is Omar McNeil. He is our wrestling coach, and he is probably one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. Okay, he's a phenomenal person. Uh, but he caught me, 100% caught me, and then I tapped him a minute later. Okay. But he's, he's a great he's not, guy. He's not here, he's not here to, to prove that. I can either confirm or deny that Check you actually. Check the comments. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a really great guy. But uh, he is a prime example of no jujitsu experience whatsoever. And he comes from a very high-level wrestling background okay. where he has to learn a new rule set, right? Yeah. So, like, even for him, in my opinion, it's going to be harder then if you came in and started because you have no bad habits whatsoever, right. you have no idea what to do. So if I tell you what to do, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas like if I tell like a D1 wrestler to come in and be like, hey, do this. He goes, nope, don't touch my back. Sorry. Yeah. I don't do that. Well, you're going to have to or they're going to choke you. Right. So, <laughs> you know, right. So that's another thing that, I, that I've noticed as well. I mean. So I did a little bit of boxing nice. when I was younger. Do you guys do? Do you guys do yeah. grappling and striking? We do. Yes. Okay. So I did a little bit of. Bo- I, I mean, a little bit, three, four months. But I, I went to. I went to a gym and I noticed something very quickly. And this gym I went to, from what I understand, it was a little terrible. But they trained people to actually go and do amateur pro am fighting and stuff like that. Okay. Right? And I started noticing after I'd been there about a month and a half that the people that were actually training to do this stuff for real versus the people you you essentially if you weren't doing it hardcore you were like the fodder for them you're like oh i'm gonna have you uh i'm gonna have you spar with this guy today (laughs) and it's like it's like oh i didn't realize that i was stepping into the ring with ali in in a month and a half but with jujitsu i hear that that's like a it's designed to be so that the little guy can go up against the 500 gram guy. Yeah. So the, the principle and the foundation of jujitsu was basically like the smaller, weaker adversary could survive a larger person. Now, whether you win or, or whatever that is, winning is an, is an opinion. Like my self-defense, you know, opinion of winning is going home without being hurt. Right. Right. My opinion of me winning, you know, a sport jujitsu tournament besides getting my hand raised and getting a gold medal. Because guess what? No one can win every match. Otherwise, we wouldn't have competition. You know, my goal of winning, my opinion of winning is like, did I get tapped out? Uh, Did I score? Uh, Did I play the game that I thought I was going to play earlier that day? Right. So if I answer those, cool. Yeah, I won. Right. Did I win the tournament? No. Right. Did I win as a personal level? 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you achieved something. You yeah. Know, you, you bettered yourself. I totally get that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know, I think they align BJJ with MMA, like the UFC or something like that. Are they the same thing or no? No. 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 It, here's my opinion of MMA and jiu-jitsu, right? Uh, you can train jiu-jitsu and, like, you know, go into MMA, but you can't do MMA for jujitsu because right. it's a different rule set. Right. You know, whereas like it's basically like jujitsu and karate, where karate allows striking, whereas basic traditional sport jujitsu does not. So it's it's kinda like you're jumping rule sets, so you're jumping into a different art. Okay. Whereas like jujitsu complements MMA. Okay. Right. But MMA fighters have to go back, like kinda kinda take a step back and actually learn the fundamentals of jujitsu. Okay. You know? Whereas like if I go into MMA, I already have the fundamentals of the ground. Now I need to add my striking and I need to add, you know, my tie work and, and things like that. Okay. But can you associate them two together? Sure. 
Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I mean, how much of that do you think is relative between those two things? Because I think a lot of the UFC, obviously it's real fighting. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it's a lot of it is like song and dance. You know what I mean? Like the stare downs before the matches and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you get any of that? Is there is there any glamour inside of a jiu-jitsu competition? I've never been yeah. to one. So I do super fights, too, where it's like you and just one other person mm-hmm. you know, and you do that night. I've done a lot of those very fun they definitely can get heated very quickly you know <laughs> i was in minnesota one time and i fought this kid and we were the first fight of the night you know the weigh-ins were funny like i'm a big talker when we roll yeah. i don't care if it's i don't care if you're angry mad crazy or upset i'm just like bro listen if you catch me cool great i'm still gonna talk to you the whole time right? <laughs> and it's more like of a tactic really right not not to not to like deal with my opponent, but to keep my mental brain in check to work my moves. Sure. Like, cause if I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, that was a great sweep. Dude, you just got swept. Yeah. Well, you better fix yourself. You know? <laughs> but uh, me and him had one of the, the nastiest battles, I guess I say, cause it was back and forth. You yeah. know, like he almost like took my elbow home. You know, <laughs> I ended up winning, thankfully. But we won fight of the night. And like when we left, like when we left this stage, it was like more of like, hey, let's go brawl in the street. And I was like, nah, bro, it's cool. I don't want to. But yeah, some of them can get heated. Some of them are, you know, just glamour. Yeah. Just yeah, for yeah. show. Yeah. You know, but there are a lot of people who climb the rankings of jujitsu yeah. and do not like each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I believe it. You know, one of my one of my favorites is uh is Conor McGregor. I mean, everybody everybody goes to that. But I mean, can you really can you really blame him? He, he is entertaining, if nothing yeah. else. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he he played the smartest game any MMA fighter had before him. Where he made a lot of money really fast, took right. a lot of hit, less hits than a lot of fighters, yeah. and cashed out. Yeah. Now everybody else wants to do it too. I know. So, I know. I mean, there was a method to the madness, you know. Yeah. So, so aside from competition, you know, we talked about martial arts being a self defense mechanism yeah for I mean, sure 100 how, how many of your people come in and want to learn it for that versus how many people want to come in and you know have the camaraderie what, what's what's the main type of what's what's your target market you know what i'm saying what type of people do you see the most of so the best part about it is we get varieties of them lots of our ladies who came in started with that self-defense aspect and like wanting to build the confidence in order to do stuff and now they're just here because they enjoy it so much you know now it's like a new lifestyle for them like like this is their priority now like so you go to work go home cool great but like jujitsu's at the end of the day yeah yeah, so like you always have something to look forward to and then we get a lot of the ones who like just want to do it for their health but then realize like you just joined like a whole family so like now it's like dude this is the greatest thing ever yeah so there's we don't have just one particular audience. Uh, we've we've grown since the day we opened. I you know we started with my daughter, and now we have over like 160 people here. Oh wow! So it's man, there's so many, just so many different people. Yeah. Now you, I, I noticed you do, you do kids as well. So I mean, oh yeah. So what what age ranges do you teach? Three from? years old. And Three the, years old. Yeah, we do have a couple two year olds in here. Yeah, you know, they run around a lot. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, my daughter started on the mats since the day she was born my son's been on the mat since the day he was born so like starting a kids program was like a no-brainer yeah you know and i think we have one of the we do have the largest kids program here now oh wow so that was pretty cool yeah you know but i like the kids program like more because like they're always giving you something they're always second guessing you and you're just like 
I don't know. Does does that work? Yeah, yeah no, it works. <laughs> no, it, it works. works. It works. It works. You know, <laughs> like because they'll make you better. Right. You know, they right. just make you better. Where like adults kind of be quiet yeah. until it doesn't work, and then like, hey, can you fix me? Oh yeah. Where yeah, a kid's yeah. like, hey, listen, I ain't even gonna try that until you fix it. You yeah. Know? Well, that goes back to that no bad habits thing, right? Yeah. 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 It's awesome. You yeah. Know, it's like a whiteboard that you get to draw on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they don't like it, they will take it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll make you fix it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, our kids program is uh is phenomenal to say the least. Our, our assistant coaches are are great. They really love what they do. So it's really nice to have you know, coaches that are passionate about what they do because yeah. then it makes the room so much more funner. Now, how, how old is your daughter? My daughter is now eight. Eight. And she's, yeah. you said she's been doing it from the get-go. Yeah. Like, she, we started slow, you know, but, like, she learned to, to crawl on the mats, yeah. you know, from day one. Uh, she got into it when she was three, but I think she's starting to hit her peak now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see where she goes. Yeah. My son is three, and he likes Muay Thai. So awesome, like, oh, man. man. But it's cool. As long as he's on the mats and he's happy, I'm good. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're doing their thing. They, they, yep. they enjoy it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. I mean, it, it definitely seems like you guys are building a sense of community, like, real hard. Yeah. It's, like, it's the reason I, I we unlock the doors every day is for the community. Yeah. You know, it was built by the community for the community, right? Mm-hmm. So, keeping that that mentality in mind, you know, yeah. that standard that, you know, we, we want to fit we want to be the staple, right, and the standard for martial arts because back in the day there was only one here, and well, they're not here anymore. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Right, right, right. Um, so we want to make sure that we hold that standard to the community and for the community. Yeah, and like in return, you know, they have you know blessed us with a bunch of those best of the beach contest wins. So nice. that was pretty cool. Nice, man. So tell me about the things you guys did in Dowdy Park. So you said that you were doing like open exhibitions and stuff like that in the park. I mean, yeah. did you have a big turnout for that? Were people coming up wondering why people are throwing each other around in the park? <laughs> well, it started off like, so we did it like a little mid-afternoon, make yeah. sure that we weren't going to interfere with anybody at the park. Yeah. Luckily, there was no one at the park. Yeah. So it was like great to start off with. And then like an hour into it, we spent like six hours there. Oh, wow. And like an hour into it, there was a gigantic crowd just watching. Oh, wow. That's know? awesome, man. So, and everyone seemed to like it and enjoy it. And our kids had a blast. We're building our, our new competition team. We have some kids going to Vegas this year. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty, I'm really excited yeah. you know, to have that happen. Yeah, definitely. But it was it was a great crowd. Like I said, we spent six hours there and adults got to get their rounds in too. But it was it was a lot of fun. We'll definitely do more of those. Yeah. Um, now that, you know, summer's here and when the weather kind of like beats down a little bit, yeah, uh, we'll definitely be back. Yeah. I definitely, th- I, I, would, I would assume that people would be out to that big time, you know? Yeah. And smart doing it in the park too. Yeah. People are gonna be there already. <laughs> yeah, you're already there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, we wanna host we wanna start hosting like annual events, not only for our students, but for the community so they can kind of see what we do more. Right. Some people, you know, associate us with karate and it's like I got to the point where I just don't even say no anymore. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, just come in, give yeah. it a shot, you know? Yeah. Um, it's because most people don't know the difference anyway, which is fine, you know? I mean, once you walk through the door, like everyone, like, oh, okay, this, it, is, this is legit. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it seems a bit like Fight Club, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except you could tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> tell them all, you know? Well, that that's cool, man. I mean, I I think, you know, pulling people off the street like that, you know, it introduces a new interest and a new group of people. Or give someone a, a per- like, so we, uh, we partner with a lot of veteran programs and a lot of police department programs. 
And like, you'd be surprised how like one talk with a vet, like just bring him in to get that camaraderie back will change his life. Do you guys do anything with law enforcement? We do. We're actually part, we have a lot of officers that train with us. Not as many as I'd like, but we do have a lot and we don't charge you by the way. Okay. okay? Nice. Uh, but we are a part of uh, it's called Adopt-A-Cop. Okay. It's basically like a program that teaches them. Yeah. Come a little closer to the mic. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so Adopt-A-Cop is a great organization. It was started by law enforcement okay. to give them extra training. So basically like all you would have to do is you would sign up with them, you make one post a week, and they cover your training. Oh, wow. We give it for free anyway. It's just a bonus if, you know, if you're under Adopt-A-Cop, but we don't charge officers at all. Cool. You know, we've had some that's been with us for two, three years now. And, yeah. you know, we have some starting up you know, in the next coming week. And uh, we had a big talk with Curry Tuck, and we're, we're hoping to get down there with uh, Curry Tuck Sheriff Department here soon. Cool, man. So cool. Yeah, definitely. So there's been a lot of talk about that in the news. You know, a, a lot of people have have said that police officers should be required to be more hands-on. You know, a lot of shootings going on and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, the way I see it is I think it's a great idea. I think it's kind of necessary, honestly, because people don't understand the reality of how quick you have to be and how quick yeah. on your feet and how quick thinking you have to be to be a police officer, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. My opinion on officers in jujitsu is not so much more as, as like the technical side of the training. It's the mentality side. You know, you're, you're asking a man, it's like asking a, you know, a soldier, say, Hey, go hang out in the stressful environment where people hate you right? <laughs> and, and be a nice guy. Yeah. It's like, well, how do I do that? You yeah. know, if I've never, you know, been put in a stressful situation first, you know, yeah. whereas jujitsu will put you in so many stressful, like mentally and physically situations. It's like involuntary yoga. Like you have to deal with it or let your ego shine. And no one likes letting their ego shine on the mat. You know? Right. No right. one. So you just have to sit there and take it. Yeah. And then what happens is your brain flips a switch and it's like, oh, dude, I'm good. I'm fine. I can hang out, you know? Yeah. And for me personally, my opinion is more of mental than physical because you can go to the gym and get all the physical like attributes that you need, but you won't get that mental mentality of keeping yourself calm in a stressful situation when someone's yelling at you. Yeah. And I mean, they also, they don't have a lot of tools in their tool belt either. No. You know what I mean? It's like Batman. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, you know, people are so concerned about shooting. Well, it's like. You know, you look at like force fee force rules yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of other options. You got a crazy person yelling at you. Yeah. And they're running directly at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you expect them to do? You know yeah. I mean? I mean, you have to like, I think, you know, society for kind of forgets, you know, like there's reason that there's only so many officers in the country, you yeah. know, it's because no one wants to be put in that spotlight or be put in that situation. So like when they react, it's like they're either reacting off an of instinct, which could be good or bad, depending right. on, you know, uh, the situation, or they're acting off of a handbook that they were told to do. And their brain is only thinking one way. So jujitsu will make them think a different way. It's my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. And that's cool that you, you let them do it for free. I mean, that's... That's, oh, 100%. Yeah, that's that's needed for sure. Now, you were also telling me earlier ab- about doing some work for veterans yeah. as well. And I, I think you guys are traveling for that. I mean, tell me about that a little bit. So a quick rundown of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much time do we have? Oh, you're nice good, kid, man. Right? You're good. <laughs> um, I have a former student. Well, he's not really former because he's still part of us. But Mission 22 is a really good program for veterans. It's It's basically like a program that, interacts you with other 
programs to keep you, you know, active. You know, it could be jujitsu, CrossFit. It could be horseback riding for all they care. Just something to keep you, you know, from hitting that, you know, that 22 number. Right? Yeah. So every day, 22 vets kill themselves. So the mission 22 is to like drop that number down. Right. Well, they sponsored him like four years ago to train with us. Oh. And he was like, yeah, he's in a dark place. He came through the door with him and his daughter and they never left. So he's trying to get back to them, and he pitched me an idea, and I said, great, let's do it. We're going to go to every single state in the country, all the lower 48 anyway, and uh, we're going to hit every veteran memorial, and we're going to talk to every veteran company that we can in each state. And he and I have raised a couple thousand dollars to get back to Mission 22, nice, just so that they could keep reaching out to other veterans. So we'll leave here. July 10th is the send-off date, and we'll go until we're done. Nice, man. So you're just going to keep on going? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, he's got it mapped out. Uh, you can look it up on Instagram, too. It's called uh, Mission 22, 48 States, Two Wheels. And um, it shows the map, the route we're taking, uh, the places we're stopping, and all that fun stuff. And we'll be giving a lot of updates on, on the road. So it's a really great calls, and we're super part to be a proud of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's that's a heck of a uh, that's a heck of a road trip too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, fourteen thousand miles, I think it is. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's very exciting, and that's definitely a cause that needs to be yeah. addressed more. I think not a lot of people recognize the the mentality that other people have it's not the mentality that the soldiers or the yeah. veterans have when they return it's the mentality of the other people interacting with those veterans too you know how did your experience with that you know you said you said you stayed in the hospital in germany when you came back how was life post military oh man <laughs> welcome to therapy yeah <laughs> so. right yeah how much do i have to pay for this yeah. completely free man there you go <laughs> now nah, it was a it was a struggle to transition okay you know and um for me it was like i had no real sense of direction because i didn't know what i want to do and then i had my beautiful daughter and it kind of like said hey dude you have to do something yeah. and, you know and then that's when you know a couple of days later ironically you know, I found jujitsu full time and I was like, I'm just going to do this forever. Yeah. You know, but, uh, transition, transitional life was hard. It was, I didn't know what to do. You know, I spent 24 seven doing what someone else told me to do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm free to do what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, what do I do now? Not, not yeah. a lot of people recognize that. I spent a lot of time around, around a lot of yeah. people in the military and you get that DD 214, which is like your basically report card for being yep. in the military. Hey, you did a good and, job. And, get out. and then they're like, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It's, it's 100% <laughs> like that. Like yeah. the moment they hand it to you in the, in the little office that, you know, they print those things out. Like the lady will look at you and say, get out. Yeah. Like 100% the lady was like, goodbye. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need anything else. She goes, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where like, do you have the next person? I was like, all right, I'm out, yeah. you know? But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think I was very lucky and I had my daughter and it kind of like gave me a sense of direction to where I should go and what should I do. And then the more, you know, I was out and the the longer it took to adjust, um, the more I just wanted to do more in my community and yeah. boom. Yeah. So that I've noticed that in my personal life too. I mean, kids totally do that to you and you can't explain it to people that don't have kids. I've noticed yeah. that too. Like I talk to a lot of young people like at my church and stuff like that. Right. And they're like, you just see them sort of like nod their head. They're like, yeah. But I mean, people that have kids, 
it's it's such it's such like a weird like balancing act because yes. at times they're like you're they're gonna drive you insane like yeah to to yeah. to the to the ends of the earth insane 100%. right hundred percent but you love that they're driving you insane it's it's so weird it's so weird I haven't experienced anything like that in my life yet but it's it's I mean that it definitely makes a difference in your life for sure yeah for sure you get to watch a little human grow up and make mistakes that yeah people talked about that you made you know like the other day my son cut his hair and. <laughs> He's got long blonde hair and now he looks weird, you know? But it's like you can't be mad. Just like, dude, that's your hair. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't have done it, but I'm sure I did it one time in my life. But uh, you know, it's just those little things and like you just sit back and laugh at the end of the day and you know, you wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, yeah, like I said, your 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 focus on kids. I mean, I can tell you guys have a crazy sense of community. I mean Everybody seems to be smiling and everything that I've seen. I mean, it's it's nice. It's nice to thank uh, you. Thank you. To say that. So you know, you're you're sort of perpetuated around violence. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you're a very I'm calm person. To it. You're a very calm person for somebody that spends their time <laughs> choking people out for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Aside from the fact that obviously there's there's violence attached to the martial arts in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the mentality or something like that. What is your relationship with that? Like your, your relationship to violence as a whole, as someone who's experiencing it on a daily basis. Me and violence are friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, it's honestly like you could look at it a couple ways. You can look at it as violence or you can look at it as, as calmed chaos. Yeah. You know, there's always violence. It doesn't matter. We're humans. Right. right. We cause violence. Yeah. You know, like it's actually an animal nature too, you know? Yeah. Like violence is like all around you and then how you deal with it, you know, depends on the person you are. I've been submerged in violence pretty much my entire life just because my parents sucked. <laughs> right. And it was that yeah, cool, bad childhood and all that stuff. And then the military is all violence. Hey, man, I, I, took, you to, I took you to therapy a second ago. I we know, can man. talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, so I, I'm accustomed to it, I guess you would say. Yeah. But, like, I understand it. Right. It's like I don't, I don't shrug it off. Like, I know it's there. Yeah. So I could either, you know, I can interpret it one of two ways. Like, the world is violent. I can go hide in my shell. Right. The world is violent. I could find an activity to keep it under control. And jujitsu is control chaos. You know, it is. Is it violent when you outside looking in? Like last night we had a gigantic crowd of people eating ice cream, uh, <laughs> watching us just murder each other to an, to an extent, right? Like, and you have like 18 year old, like young girls in here just like wrecking these big guys. Yeah. And then you have like small guys like myself, like getting smashed by these 320 pound guys. <laughs> and everyone's just smiling. Because it's controlled chaos. But, you know, anyone that's in that room, if violence broke out, would have enough decency to control it. Yeah. You know? So, I guess it's going to be your your opinion of what violence is. Sure, sure, sure. I've noticed something, too, with people that practice the martial arts. It's either one of two things. One, it's, you know, you have that confidence about yourself that you can handle yourself in any situation. Yes. Two, it's also like you recognize that the results of the violence that you've that you've yeah. been, you know, yeah. accustomed to. Like yeah. you're probably more hesitant to fly off the handle and yeah, get yourself into situations you don't want to. Yeah, because you know, like uh, I had this big talk with a couple of our students the other day about well, what happens if I get into an altercation and like 
it's just us two there. And then all of a sudden someone comes up and hits me, even though I was protecting myself, what would I do? Well, first you should see like, why did they hit you? Yeah. Right? You were probably angry. Right. So like, think of it like this. Okay. Violence is scary if you've not seen it from start to finish. Right. So like if you walk up onto an altercation and like the guy on top is actually the one that was in trouble, but like he is now, you know, wrecking the guy on the bottom, but he's angry doing it, yeah. right? Like my instinct would be, all right, cool. Let's get that top guy off and let's address what's going on. Whereas like if I, if I roll up onto an altercation and dude's smiling on top of him and just like slowly, like methodically just moving him, I'm just like, okay, what did the bottom guy do <laughs> to, to get up in that situation? And, you know, like I had a talk with an officer as well the other day and it was like, I'm going to attack the most violent one at the time. Right. Right. So if I am not being violent, but inflicting violence in a calm manner. Like I'm more likely not to be speared by someone running from out of nowhere to stop the altercation. And I'm calm enough to see, Hey, that guy's running at me. I have to deal with two people now. Right. 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 So jujitsu is just that calm chaos. Yeah, like yeah. Keeping you under control. Like the calmest person in the altercation is going to win. Like I said, winning is an opinion. Like that guy is like understanding what's going on and he's like weighing and, 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 and interpreting what's going to happen next. Right. It seems like as far as like self-defense goes, it, it's sort of like cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. It's like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. like, it's like I, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed a lot of that too. You can tell just by someone's stance when you watch like some of these videos or something like that yeah. of somebody, particularly in the streets and stuff like that. It's like the untrained person versus the trained person. You can tell who's going to have the upper hand yeah. fairly quickly. <laughs> the trained person. The trained person knows what's about to happen. It's yeah, going right. to eat them hits. As like the untrained person's like, I'm going to win. No, you're probably not. Right. <laughs> Why? Because you're not ready for that violence. You yeah. Know, you haven't been there yet. You yeah. Know? Your brain hasn't told you, hey, this is going to happen to you when you do this. You yeah. Know? Whereas like that trained person's been in that situation so many times and they've been stuck in such a bad position. They're like, I got this. Like you see these weird, I saw this video the other day of like this boxer versus the Tai Chi guy or something where the Tai Chi guy had never been in an actual altercation where the boxer spars, you know, the boxer spars like, you know, 50 minutes a day and it lasted like 30 seconds, right? you know, because the boxer understood what could happen if, you know, these steps weren't taken. Yeah. Whereas the, the Tai Chi guy, not, not bashing Tai Chi, it just, this was a video. Yeah. Um, the Tai Chi guy was like, I'm going to hit you this way and this way, and you're going to fall down with no other repercussions. Yeah, like, no, that's not going to happen. You, know? you might hit me, but the end result's not going to happen. You know, I'm real excited about the thing that you're doing with the veterans. I, I think it's a big deal. And the fact that you've raised the money, I mean, how, how exactly did that happen? I mean, did you guys crowdfund it or did you just tell people about it? Or So what I did was I, I personally went out and, you know, got a bunch of like, Sponsor gear, shout out to like the BJJ box and the Fit Lifestyle box. They're really nice. Veteran owned company as well. I partnered with them and I raffled off like four or $500 worth of gear from them. Like phenomenal gear. Like the stuff, they do like a monthly subscription. Like sure. you could buy it. They're really cool. So we raised money that way. 
we did a small raffle on the other side with his people as well. And then the seminars that I taught at other schools, I just donated all the money that they gave me and gave it right to them. Nice. So you and, did this sort of out of your own volition for the most part, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just want to, like, I like Mission 22 and I like what they do and like, you know, kind of what they stand for. So like when he, when he approached me with them, it was like a no brainer. So, and he's done a lot, uh, Mr. TJ, he's done a lot more than I can even like begin to describe uh, of raising money. He's like the forefronter of this. I'm basically like making sure he's safe on the road and, you know, I'm teaching along the way. So I get to meet a lot of new people and just everything that we've done so far with them has just gone directly to them. We do a drop-ins in here. I usually don't charge drop-ins, but anybody that drops money, I just drop it right into the donation for Mission 22. So that's been helping out a lot. Nice, man. So how can people get involved? I mean, how can people help you out? So you can look on... I don't do like that, the money side, like when it comes to donations, like that's Mr. TJ. Uh, he does all that because uh, it's all connected through him. But you can you can go on Instagram and the Instagram is Valhalla Ride Project. There's a link on there for veteran ride awareness. You can just follow that and he'll give you all that information there. Nice. Or you can honestly, the easiest way to do it, like if you wanted to donate, just go to mission22.com. Just, they have a link on their page. Sweet. We'll put we'll put links in all the show notes and everything like that for sure. Nice. So, um, you know, how can people find you? I mean, where where you guys have social Leave media? Your house. Leave your house. Leave your house. <laughs> okay, go outside. My opinion, here's my opinion to newbies. Like, uh, I remember you asked me that question, like, what are the challenges that new people have? And yeah. the biggest challenge you'll ever have starting jujitsu is A, Getting in the door, you know, showing you that there's a different way to do things. And like, there's, there's a way you can control your anger and your, your control chaos. Right. Yeah. And B, just showing up consistently. Right. Like it's tough starting something at an older age, especially like older people. Right. Like yeah. if you're over 25 in the athletic world, you are old. Sorry. Yeah. I don't care. You're old. Right. Yeah. You know, like I just hit master one and I'm so excited. And like my daughter's like, dad, you're an old man now. It's like, dude, that's great. I get to go against other old men who are not trying to kill me. You know? <laughs> but, um, it's just getting over that fear of someone engaging with you. Ladies are, are, are probably most prone to this. Guys are more of like ego prone to it. Yeah. You know, it's like the first time you ever get choked out, you're like, oh, this is real. Yeah. You know? But then it's like, it happens a few more times. You're like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. You know? But the hardest thing new students have is just walking through the door and embracing something different. Right? Because martial arts alone is something different. It's not like going to the store. Right? Or it's not like going and playing a pickup basketball game. You right. Know? It's, it's a lifestyle that you can create and you can go on forever with. So that's my advice. Just walk into the door. As long as the environment's right, I mean, you'll have the time of your life. So do you have any suggestions for the right environment? I mean, anything to look for? So here's my opinion. Like, and this is like across the jujitsu community. I'm not a big fan on like forcing people to do anything. Like if you're happy, stay and train. If you start getting unhappy, you need to talk to somebody yeah. and like, hey, this needs to change or that needs to change. But I, every time I travel, so here's my thing. If I travel to a gym that I won't allow my kids to train at, I won't train there either. It's just me. It's like going to places. Like that I won't go to sense. a place I can't take my kid, yeah. you know, because kids are the most honest, brutal humans you'll ever meet because yeah. they have no filter. You right. know, we're in Texas uh, at the Pan Ams, which I end up breaking my ribs at, Uh-oh. but no worries. It's, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I love I, your calmness, yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> I just broke my ribs. You know, yeah, no big deal. I'm like, mm-hmm. it happens. Oh, I cried in the corner. You know, it's cool. Right. You know, the medic told me I was a baby. I told him he was right. You know, we moved <laughs> on with our life, right? But we went into an academy. Right, my daughter said, "Dad, I don't like this place." I said, "Well, why?" And she was like, "I don't feel comfortable." I said, "Cool, we're out." You know, yeah. so like if if you walk in the door and don't like immediately or like at least within the first five minutes feel comfortable, man, maybe you should like reevaluate what you're doing. Right, you know. And for me, that's where that community, you know, value comes in, because like I personally try to meet everybody that walks in the door, but sometimes I'm on the mat teaching, but like. If you look at me and I look at you and you're like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, hey, dude, get on the mat. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to hang out there. Just jump on, man. Right. You know, and get things going, you know, and then you can fall into, you know, some standards later. But uh, just feeling comfortable in the gym. It doesn't take long with martial arts to figure out if you're comfortable or not. Now, doing martial arts, sure. you, you might be uncomfortable a lot, a right. long time, right. you know, but like just being comfortable around the people you're training with. That's it. Awesome, you man. Know? Yeah, you clearly know what you're talking about. I, I can see it. I read books. You read books. No. <laughs> I, I, I watch YouTube videos, so there I'm like, I, I'm I, again, again, I'm I'm practically a black belt already. Yeah, I know, dude. We'll, we'll sign you up on Gracie University, man. You don't have to send anything in; they'll just give it to you. <laughs> right. But then we're gonna then we're and gonna I'm just get stumped. I yeah, see it happening. We'll put you against Madison. She's one of our our smaller ladies, but she's been with us for like three years and that little girl's an animal. Yeah? Yeah, she's like 105 pounds, I think, and like, I'm pretty sure she almost crushed my windpipe the other day. An assassin. Yeah. Yeah, An assassin. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we trained for, but that's cool. Thanks for, you know, saying it, you know, but she's a, she's a wonderful kid too, but it's just consistency, man. Good train. You know, the hardest part about training is training. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Well, how can people check you out on the internet? I mean, you guys on social media? Yeah, so uh, you can check us out on, uh, you know, OBX Martial Arts Facebook, uh, our website, which is www.obxmartialarts.com. You can look us up on Instagram at OBX Martial Arts NC, and you can just shoot me a message and say, hey, I want to do this. Cool. Let's do it. You know, everyone gets one free class, you know, so you can come try it out, test the waters. If you're still on the fence, you can talk to me. We'll figure it out. Come in with an an idea, but come in with an open mind, you know, because your idea might not be exactly what you thought you wanted and you'll find a better one. So open minds, sandals and water. That's all you need, man. That's all you need to get started. You don't need anything else. It. Nice. I love it. Well, Misfits, go check him out. I'm very excited. I think what you're doing is great, man. Thank you. We're kind of winding it down a little bit, but I've been asking everybody at the end of all of my uh, conversations, one question, two parts. What was the last goal that you completed? And what's the next goal that you want to set for yourself? Oh, man. <laughs> There's the pause. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, ironically, I had a goal this year of being top 10 in the world. I think I got very close, but due to you know smashing my ribs, in Texas, I fell short by eight slots, but it's cool. No worries. I'm, I'll be back at the Worlds. My next goal for myself is I want to go out to Philadelphia at the Head Logic Academy, and I'm going to spend a couple of weeks there just embracing new levels of jujitsu. Yeah. That way, when I come back, it, I can bring the academy up to a new level too. Nice. So I just want to keep growing Yeah, and just see what else I can learn. Constant you know? improvement. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I mean, again, very informative. You know, I definitely think that you know what you're talking about and I see big things coming for you. And I love the fact that you're uh, that you're traveling around the world yeah. for others. That's, yeah. That's dope, man. That's yeah, it's dope. fun. I'm, I'm excited to do it. Nice, dude. Well, it was really nice meeting you. I, I appreciate you doing this, you know. 
Thanks again, man. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Well, Misfits, we did it. That's our episode. I want to thank you so much for listening, and thanks again to our sponsors. If you want to support any of our sponsors, there are affiliate links on the Sponsors tab of our website at www.misfit-heroes.com. You can also find links to all of our social media there, so follow us for immediate up-to-date info about the podcast. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help us out, do us a favor, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Good or bad, just let us know. Truly Misfits, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, be kind, love one another, and be a hero.